positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Greetings and salutations, positive heads. Welcome back to another episode. So happy to be with you guys. As always and always, it is a pleasure and an honor. I am just getting back from a lovely, magical stupendous weekend at lucidity festival rising dawn 2018 in santa barbara and today i'm going to share some lessons from lucidity i definitely came back with some well lessons (laughs) and also some really really cool synchronicity stories that i'd like to share so uh, we're going to dive into unpacking my lucidity experience and see what i learned and uh, see what we can all learn from what i learned Uh, starting with me, right? And uh, of course, you guys being the beautiful extensions that they, that you are of, of self, uh, we're all reflections here. What, uh, whatever came through for me is coming through for you and vice versa. We're all just bouncing, bouncing fractals of light off of each other. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive in and share uh, what has unfolded. Before I do, I would like to take a moment to read a review on iTunes. Actually, a couple ones, uh, a couple couple of them, uh, since uh, this first one is short. I'll read two. And you guys know I love my iTunes reviews. They not only help us to reach new people, but also help to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. <sighs> that is the show. So if you haven't done so, uh, I would absolutely be thrilled, thrilled if you would take a moment to review on iTunes. And by the way, if you hear a little hoarseness in my voice, I did a lot of talking this weekend. So yeah, I'm a little raspier than normal. But um, yeah, anyway, let's see. Uh, This particular review on iTunes came from 
Allison Elizabeth 93 and Allison says amazing podcast this podcast is simply wonderful Brandon is so high energy and uplifting his positivity is absolutely contagious the podcast itself covers such inspiring and thought-provoking topics and there's so many episodes to scroll through and choose from it is truly a labor of love and that shines through every single episode and interview that's recorded a great way to kickstart your day or lift you out of a funky mood smiley faced. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Allison Elizabeth 93 for giving me a smiley face as well for taking the time to, to complete the circle of love I'm putting out into the world. It means the world to me. Um, let's see next one. Estelle D I'm home. I have been told by so many that I am the strongest energy ever been felt by them, that they were overwhelmed with the thought that I have a gift that's meant to heal in this lifetime. I have been almost desperate to connect because always feeling this disconnect brought to me, brought me to a directionless place. I have much that I could say, but I'll end with this. You've shifted everything in my world and I couldn't thank you enough for your labor of love. Thank you for bringing us together. I love you so, 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 so much. I'm home. Aw. Now that is, uh, uh, I got chills. Uh, the synchronicity uh, continues here with, um, oh, wow. The song that I wanted to play today, I just, uh, I've been playing uh, over the last, I don't know, month or so, I've played a few Elephant Revival songs who I've only recently discovered a few months ago. And I just love this group. And uh, I was, I actually found a new Elephant Revival song I hadn't, really heard before or if i had it you know it hadn't uh, really stuck with me the lyrics and everything that i'm going to play at the end of today's song it's called home in your heart well i was looking for the song and um then uh chris jackson actually wrote me a beautiful sent a poem a beautiful poem that he wrote reflecting on his lucidity experience and, and wanted to share it with me and uh, I, I actually decided you know what i'm gonna read this today on today's episode he's normally with me on tuesdays uh or he has been for the last few months as a co-host and he's not today so i'm like well i'll bring chris in with this since it's a you know lessons from lucidity he shared his lessons from lucidity just randomly you know in a, in a poem he sent um and some writing that he, that he did you know i guess in the last 24 hours and it starts out with thank you for bringing me home uh now i had been looking for the song home in your heart uh at you know this is 30 minutes ago right before i'm about to start recording and i'm like oh okay chill so this is like obviously uh, the synchronicities are flying now reading this review i didn't even it didn't even sink in when i read the title of the review i'm home and then uh, Estelle ended with I'm home and ah, I just got chills. It's just like, what? How this stuff continues to line up. This is like not planned in any way, shape or form. It is just such a beautiful, beautiful thing that's going on here. And I'm just so thrilled to share it with you guys. So I hope you're feeling the love of coming back home. I definitely am. Everyone obviously is that's uh, co-creating the show with me today. And uh, that includes you. It includes this uh, review by Estelle. It includes Chris and his, his wonderful poem. I'm going to read at the end. And yeah. All right. <laughs> let's jump in to my lessons from lucidity. Let's start with a couple of really cool synchronicity stories that happened. So first night... I'm there um, with uh, a lovely friend and listener and um, we're hanging out and uh, we meet this really, really cool guy named Alex. And Alex uh, is sharing uh, 
you know, some stories he had from childhood. Uh, he got talking about, you know, the magic of um, Jim Henson and how, you know, the, the, the movie The Dark Crystal and how it's his favorite movie. If you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's got a lot of spiritual implications and um, just very, very powerful film. And, and he was talking about how, you know, it's one of his favorites and when he was seven years old. And actually, I think they're remaking it as well. At least I heard rumors that they are. I certainly hope so because it's, it's fabulous. And for those of you who don't know, Jim Henson is uh, the creator of the Muppets. Kermit the Frog, you know, Kermit the Frog's voice, that's Jim Henson. And very close to his real voice, actually. He's just a magical soul. And that's what Alex was sharing with us. He's telling us all about Jim Henson and how when he was... Like seven years old, he got to go to this, um, you know, event, private event where Jim Henson was setting up for the release of Dark Crystal and uh, this whole, you know, um, set with uh, characters. And, you know, as a seven-year-old, this walking into this magical world, Alex was just like in awe of what he was seeing. And um, he saw Jim there working and he thought, you know, as a seven-year-old, he's like, wow, I want to be able to do this in my room. I'm going to go ask him, how do you do, how, how do you do this? How do you create all this, you know, this whole scene, this whole beautiful um, landscape that, you know, Jim was there busy setting up with, you know, his, his helpers. So he goes up to Jim and he says, you know, as this little seven-year-old, how did you, how did you create all this? And, you know, instead of getting the typical, like, you know, um, well, I got my glue gun and, you know, that kind of thing that you might expect to a seven-year-old Jim being this profound individual that he is, says something to this effect to him. He says, well, what you do is you come up, you find people that you love and that love you back and you give them an idea with enough space in it that they can make it their own. And when they take this gift, they will turn it into something that is even more beautiful than what you can imagine by the time it's given back to you. And that was his explanation, basically something to that effect. And it was just, wow, what a powerful insight. And we're all kind of buzzing from this story of, wow, you know, giving away what you've created. And to me, it really resonated as someone who feels very called to sort of start projects and hand them off. I feel like this will be a lot of my path moving forward and even with the show including more people into it and you know um you know with the friday shows you guys are co-creating them now and having erica help to co-host and chris to co-host and different people coming in you know more and more it's you know i see that as a big part of Oh, what I, I resonate with and, you know, from the other business things that I'm working on is like getting them going and but leaving all the space so others can come and bring their love and their joy and their creativity to, uh, to, you know, whatever the project is. So it really was resonating. It was really just absolutely beautiful. Someone took a minute, got real excited and wanted him to repeat it so that they could record it and share it with their, their team at work or what have you. And uh, so this high vibe, you know, uh, story has just been delivered. All of a sudden, someone walks up, Zachary, a guy named Zachary, with a, um, a puppet on his hand, a turtle. And this person is absolutely magical. Uh, actually, I may have him on the show here at some point. And Zachary is... Um, 
you know, talking about, he's got this puppet with like jewels on it. And he's, he's talking, he's just like a magical creature, like puppet master. And he just randomly comes up. And then we start talking about somehow Jim Henson comes up again and he pulls up his leg. And I, I can't remember, it was kind of dark, whether it was a picture of Jim Henson, or I think it might've been Kermit the Frog tattooed on his leg. And it, we're just like, are you kidding me here? You know, we drum up all this energy around this character and him you know um alex was even sharing how uh jim henson the muppets studio was set up on charlie chaplin's uh where charlie chaplin started and i brought up the thing about my son and you know potentially a spirit guide and that's how it originally started and and alex knew all about charlie and, and and how jim henson ended up using that same space and now on that building in in la there's actually uh a Jim Jim Henson Kermit the Frog mashup of some kind um, statue on top of this building, you know, to uh, this monument of what went on there, and so that's originally how the story started. So, you know, when when Zachary comes up and he's got this puppet and he's just this magical figure in himself, it's like, and he's got the tattoo on him. We're like, are you kidding? Like. That is absolutely incredible. That energy, it was like, like Jim was obviously there. Like that energy was just being brought in so intensely. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. So that was the first little synchronicity story. Um, Next cool synchronicity story. So uh, you guys might, might have heard uh, me talking about um, uh, looking at some point in the relatively near future to do uh, toad medicine, to do, you know, um, I've talked about things like ayahuasca and things like that on, on in the past. And uh, 5-MeO-DMT is something that you get from uh, a toad, right? A frog. Um, and either toad or frog, I forget which. They're very similar, right? Um, <clears throat> so... Um, this is something that uh, definitely is, is uh, you know, coming down the pipe for me in the relatively near future. Then I'm, uh, walking, I'm walking around and I see someone that I met at Conscious Media Festival. And I get talking to this person. Uh, and I'm like, hey, I remember I met you down in Austin, Texas, you know, briefly. And I'm talking to him and it turns out he does. Uh, he um, helps to facilitate toad medicine as well, frog medicine from um, uh, a different medicine which is called combo and it's like a total you know whereas 5-MeO DMT it like blasts you to you know like the Elohim realm like you know God consciousness they call it the breath of God it's supposed to be the most profound experience you can have um, and uh, so I'm talking you know I'm already that's already sort of in my in my um, window if you will <laughs> something that is, is uh, coming down the pipe like I said and then now I'm talking to this guy about you know different frog medicine uh, combo which is really grounding it detoxes your body I guess for like you know it's legal um, it's uh, something that's used I, I believe in South America by a lot of like um, indigenous tribes and it gives you like superpower kind of energy because what it does is it um, goes in and in this medicine they say for like 10 minutes of the journey it lasts an hour-ish I think you want to die because you're all these toxins are coming out um, but afterwards you feel like incredible and it's like the ultimate detox so Never done either of these, by the way, but uh, I'm talking to him and I'm like, whoa, maybe I, I, I'm feeling very strongly that I need to, you know, look into doing combo as well. So I'm like, you know, interesting. And we have this conversation and we talk for a while and I decide this is probably something I'm going to do in the relatively near future as well. Find out he lives near me, yada, yada. So as I'm walking back to my camp after this conversation with him and then meeting his partner, I'm like, wow, I guess, you know, thinking about it, these two different frog medicines you know i'm like it's like toad time right i guess this is the time in my life i'm meant to do these 
powerful and, and, and sort of um, interesting about the two. One, like I said, takes you way beyond the veil. Uh, and it's pretty, you know, it's, it's exciting and intimidating. You experience like ego death <laughs> and merge back with source and then come back <laughs> and with the 5-MEO. And then you've got, you know, the combo, which is the very grounding and, you know, clearing out the toxins of your physical body and really, um, you know, supposed to be just super intense and powerful, but in a different way, right? So I'm thinking, wow, I guess it's toad time, right? I'm walking back to my camp, um, literally get to my camp, I don't know, two minutes later. As I get to my camp, I'm contemplating it's toad time. This is an energy that's being called into my world at this moment. Um, and, uh, What's going on is uh, there's a guy right in front of my tent with a flashlight, like, oh man, be careful where you walk. Walk, there's a frog, there's a toad hopping right here. And I'm like, what? Like, I've been to six lucidities, I've never seen a toad at my camp. Now, there is a waterway, not, you know, on the far, on the outskirts of it. But into our camp, I mean, that is like, like the person said, this is like miles for this frog to have journeyed <laughs> in, in, in hopping uh, translation, I guess, if you will. So uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm literally sitting here walking to my camp thinking it's toad time. You know, it's frog time. This is the time in my life for these things to, to, to happen. And I get back and you're sitting here with a flashlight saying, be careful of this, this frog. I don't want you to step on him. And, um, and you know, I start telling him what you just happened and uh, and then we look back down and we cannot locate the frog anywhere and it's like it's pretty open grassy it's like i would have thought we'd seen him and it was like he vanished we couldn't we couldn't locate him again and uh so that was like wow just incredible um synchronicity there and that was really the first what the first uh night and first night that was the first night and then the second night i believe so um some really powerful as i always say these 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 transformational festivals are a container for magic and you know there's so many people who are doing the work who are opening spiritually who are you know there's so much open-hearted love vibration uh, it just creates a it alters <laughs> it definitely increases your potential to have these magical things happen so um, so yeah, those are my two fun stories. Now, uh, let's get on to some of the, uh, let's get on to some of the lessons, some of the growth that happened. Um, so there was a couple things. One was really powerful for me having, um, someone that I've known for a couple years. So, um, um, so speaking of, of Chris, my friend Chris, uh, who's on the show, you know, regularly, he's, he camped with me and came a, a day or two, a day or two days later, a day later. Um, so, uh, I held a spot for him and, you know, it gets pretty packed there. So I held a spot where he could park his, his truck and, um, his SUV and, uh, he showed up with, um, with, this friend that this is someone that I've known for a couple years. And, uh, we actually went out a couple times on dates, you know, several years ago. And there was a little bit of like weird, um, you know, interactions that happened business wise once. And, you know, this person was, um, you know, kind of a, definitely a very, very unique individual, but what was powerful for me is, you know, I had kind of like, it took me a while to sort of like figure them out. And I had sort of judged them in a way like, okay, this person is just not on, on level they're too too much too many too much weirdness or issues or whatever and so like i said we went out on a date or two and then had had a business interaction one time that got a little weird and 
So I'd kind of written this person off and all of a sudden this person shows up with Chris as his guest, right? He decided to bring her with him. And um, so I'm camping with her, right? And it was really powerful for me because I'd realized, you know, I'd kind of judged in a sense and, and, this person. Um, and now I'm interacting with them and spending time with them for the first time in a very, you know, year and a half or so maybe. Um, and this person was like such a, first off, you know, they're very graceful in taking any sort of like a feedback or criticism I noticed, um, because some had come towards them and then the way they dealt with it was just so graceful. And, and then, you know, the person, Here's someone that I felt was like I judged as not being on my level in a certain way, you know, but then um, taught me some really powerful things. And, and I realized how much it's true. I think back to the the books, um, the Celestine Prophecy, a fiction book, but based off some real principles, I believe one of the first books you know, quote unquote, spiritual books I ever read, probably the first actually, now that I think about it, they talked about how the future is all about collaboration and how there will be moments in your circle where different people are supposed to wear the hat of teacher and student. And, you know, and, and as you let go of ego, you can allow these natural ebbs and flows to come. And this person, you know, um, you know, we, we were, we're spending time together for the first time in a long time. And at one point I'm kind of getting into a little bit of a, you know, not in alignment with highest energy and kind of like gossiping a little bit. And she just looked at me and she's like, just stop. She's like, just stop. You know, this doesn't feel good. It's not something I want to participate in. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, you know, and in the past I would have been like, yeah, you know, gotten defensive or anything like that. And I, and I couldn't, I was like, oh, you're right. Like, oh, I kind of like it snapped into a place that really wasn't my highest, you know, my highest moment, highest vibration. It wasn't in alignment with who or what I want to be. And so that was really like, and then, you know, that caused me to really contemplate. I'm like, whoa, here's this person that I've kind of judged as not being, you know, on my level, right? Uh, a long time back. And here they are acting as a, as a wonderful teacher in that moment. And then there was a second lesson, like, um, you know, I, this, I had brought uh, someone with me as well. And it was, I'd felt very called to bring this person and help facilitate the experience for them, hoping there would be some, some growth and, you know, good interaction between us and all of, you know, all the good things well it ended up being a little bit challenging for this person and 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 our energies were definitely not fully in alignment so there was sort of like a lot of i guess uh grumpy energy towards me for for certain things um and you know in the past i i would have um sort of reacted that in a way that was you know maybe negative back i did i didn't i really kept my my vibe high but one of the things that that this, this same, this other person, um, th that the same person that had told me to stop, uh, was there and I was having a conversation, uh, with, with the person I had brought and saying, look, what's the problem? Let's talk through this. And, you know, let's, and when we talked and she would share her perspective on what she didn't like and what I had done and I'm listening and, and, and rebutting, giving my response of, well, here's why I think it's okay what I did. And here's why, you know, this, that, and the other. And, um, the second lesson was, you know, um, this, the, the, the person that, that, that came with Chris said to me, look, why don't you try listening to her without responding? Just acknowledge, because when you have to, re, when you rebut, 
when you when you give your perspective back, you are sort of invalidating their feelings. It doesn't mean you don't have a perspective that's valid too, but practice um, listening without responding. And you know, I thought about that, and I was like, wow, you know, I've done that my whole life. Like, here's and I've talked about this on the show. Here's why I'm right, and here's why I'm smart, and here's how I know the way. And it's like, you know, that really sat with me. So here's the second lesson this person I'd written off years ago had shared with me, and I'm thinking, wow, okay, that really makes sense too. It's like honoring what someone's perspective is. And as I sat with it over 24 hours, what kind of came to me, and I'm going to really work on practicing this in the future, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to practice this, is when someone is sharing with you their experience and how they feel about something, instead of doing what we've always done, I've always done, and probably a lot of you too, well, here's my perspective, and here's why it's different, and here's why it's right. Instead saying, I, I hear you, I, I, I appreciate you sharing your feedback, um, and you know, I'm going to just honor and just take your feedback without rebutting. And maybe even say to them, what, what I, as I sat with this, what I thought about is maybe even say to them, look, if you ever want to hear my perspective shared, shared back, um, I'm absolutely happy to do that. If not, that's okay too. Um, just let me know. But for now, I want to honor what you are telling me. Uh, and I will certainly take it into account and take it into um, you know, because what is our aim? Our aim is to constantly better ourselves. So getting someone's feedback, use it as a tool to, to sort of, you know, uh, refine your process of how you interact with others and understanding that we're all so different and at different stages in our growth and evolution. And, and, you know, how can you take that feedback that's being given to you and, um, you know, and, and use it not just to answer back and to think about how you're going to answer back, um, but rather really listen to it and, um, and just take it in and use it as a tool to refine yourself. So, yeah, I mean, one of the big takeaways that, not only that, that I had from this was not only are we all supposed to take turns sort of when the energy is flowing through a certain person, sometimes we're the student, sometimes we're the teacher, and if we can get our ego out of the way, we allow for that process to happen and unfold and build us up. But, you know, not only that, but also, you know, be really careful judging people based off of who you judge them to be in general, of course, um, because everyone has their own perspective and is on, on their own evolutionary path and trajectory. And, you know, so especially if it's someone that, you know, you haven't really interacted in a long time, no one is under any obligation to be who they were yesterday or last week or last month. And we're all growing. And so, you know, here was someone in this case who definitely, uh, from my perspective. Uh, there's been some major growth in the time in that, you know, couple years uh, that's unfolded. So I expected when I first saw them to, you know, I had a certain idea of who and what I was dealing with. And it was like, hold on, this person has actually grown. Hold on, this person is actually teaching me. Hold on, what can I learn about judging anyone or ever putting in someone in a box? We're all moving targets. We're all growing so much, so rapidly at this stage in our, in our evolution. So I would, uh, every time you interact with someone, um, especially if it's someone who's somehow, some way committed to the self-growth process consciously, right, is to approach them as, okay, I'm not, I'm throwing away any and all old ideas. I'm not holding on to any uh, stories of who and what they are, and I'm going to allow them to show up fully. And, you know, they, they, they're shifting, they're growing, they're changing. And I think that's a super important uh, lesson takeaway that I had from this experience. 
And that's kind of what I came away with, you know, being unconditional love. If things aren't going like you'd hoped, you know, I was, I did feel proud of myself. Things weren't going how I'd hoped with the person that I brought, but I really was practicing on like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow this process. I'm going to allow her process. I'm going to be as unconditionally loving as I can. And I feel like I was uh, pretty successful at that non-reactive, proactively just accepting and loving, even though this person was, you know, obviously not, not pleased with me. And, um, so that part, I feel like I really got right. Um, the lesson of listen to them, uh, when they're sharing how they feel and why they're, you know, not really, you know, too happy with you listen without responding. And that's a big, big, big one for me because I always have something to say in response in my perspective. And, but the the, the problem is and what I was taught and learned is like and that really sunk in for the first time is like when you respond right away with your your reasoning you sort of invalidate their their feelings but if you instead say you know um uh, yes, thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, this is something Chris has been talking about too lately. You know, thank you for telling me I'm an asshole and I will work on whatever I can to improve myself and, and to really pay attention to how uh, my actions are affecting others. And when you can do that, now they're, you've sort of really diffused things in a sense where they're like, oh, well, you know, what are they going to probably feel? Well, maybe I'm being a little harsh. Maybe this person really does care. Maybe, you know, so... This is a, this is a very powerful refining process, and uh, like I said, a lesson I know. If anyone you know needs to learn it, it's me because my whole life has been you know here's my perspective and here's why it's better than your perspective and how dare you you know not how dare you but you know oh well you're challenging me let me show you why you know and, and being as good with words as I am it, you know I, I certainly have walked away a lot of times feeling like well I won that one you know well how did did I win how did they get how did they feel walking away did they feel um, unheard um, you know disempowered in some way. So instead of needing to be right, you want to um, allow someone the space to um, be and feel what they're feeling fully. And that's such a powerful difference. I, I encourage all of you guys to look at implementing this into your next interaction uh, with someone. And like I said, you know, we all want to be heard back. I know I have the longing to do that. And I was like, well, how do I, how do I rectify that piece? Because I, I do have a perspective that I think is valid to share too. And so on one hand, I want to just hear and allow the space for what they're sharing with me. But I also want to, you know, I have this longing to, to respond back. So, so kind of what I landed on as a way to deal with that is say, I, you know, I hear what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. I will use it as feedback to work on my own process, you know, to refine my own process of how I interact with others, uh, always wanting to leave people feeling respected and heard and felt fully. And if you ever care to hear any of the perspectives that I've taken on those situations, let me know and I'm happy to share them. And, you know, if not, that's okay too, because what's most important to me is, is you being heard and felt. And so, Definitely a, a challenging approach compared to what we're used to, right? And uh, But at the same time, it feels so good to really, really try and move into a space, to work on moving into a space where you honor the other person's feelings, even though they're different than yours. And even though you may have an answer that somehow negates it, 
We don't want to negate people's feelings. We want to allow them to be. Um, and there's a reason we all have these different perspectives and so forth. It's like I think of with my brother in a, in a work scenario. You know, we're business partners um, and, uh, with with my travel company, and it's something that happens all the time. We'll have different perspectives, and because of those different perspectives the best perspective arises, right? Um, it's somewhere in between or it's somewhere, you know, so really allowing people the space to share what they're feeling so that they can work through it. And uh, yeah, so those are sort of my lessons. Those are my takeaways. Um, and I hope those takeaways help you guys as well as you continue on this wonderful journey back home to being your greatest and grandest self. And uh, speaking of journeying back home, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to share this beautiful piece that uh, Chris Jackson shared with me. He, he said, I want to share with you a piece of the most lucid moment I took away from lucidity. So I'm going to read that. And like I said, the synchronicity surrounding this from, as you'll see, how he starts it to the song I was already planning to play to the, um, the review by Estelle D talking about... Um, uh, you know, well, titled I'm Home and ended with I'm Home. It's just so perfect. Here we go. Chris wrote, thank you for bringing me home, loving you. Thank you for all the love that you are. I always feel so loved, honored, and supported by you and truly seen. Tears of joy as I look back and receive again all the times at once of you lifting me up and touching my heart and reminding me who I started as. Before I began to receive all of the wounds of the world into me to expand and hold all of the dark we have experienced so we could all truly fold and transmute it all into the love and life that we am. More to come swoon. I am so in love with you and me and we as the one that chooses to be the love of God's garden, beauty, and grace, where we finally see the holy glory of God's face in each and every one, embraced as the one we all are. I apologize for all the separation that I have created and all of my adulteration where my childish interpretations made us impure. impure. Please forgive me for all of the hurt and all of the pain that had us all crying for the wound in my shame. And as all of the rain connects us again in the waters of life and love and inescapable light, naked and shameless as the perfect, 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 perfect process. Thank you for indulgence. You are that reminds me we are the trees of life, the perfect gift of the present as synthesis of dark and light and the moon and the sun. I love you for all that you are and all you have done and all you will be. I promise to always remember to see the beauty of the love in your life that you are, a wonderful expression of source burning as one in the many the eternal flame in the one, an infinite treasure with a radiance that shines like the sun, focused through the ghost of my past perceptions of lack on the lens of our minds, always filtered only by the stains of our blinds. To blissfinity and beyond as we rise under each other, the winds of our love lift us up and give us back our wings as we are all pulled up in the vortex of us all as 
W O N one. Ah, that's so beautiful. What a beautiful lesson from Lucidity from Chris there. Started with thank you for bringing me home. Thank you all for bringing me home. This is Home in Your Heart by Elephant Revival. This is a song that was wants to come through to end this never-ending story of today's chapter. Till next time, I love you all so, so much. Until next time, journey well. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Falling down Spin me round No one said this would be easy now But you gotta keep moving somehow Drifting round Cold river bound Someone say to me one day Head on down to the waters and stay a while Go down to the soul of the river Go That river, let the river move you along. Home in your heart, and there's heart in your home. Don't force nothing, and something will come around. Light as a feather when you're homeward bound. You said it's so from the smoke, how we roll. Dance along, all your words turn to prose. Do not bail, no shameful regret Set your sails and move full speed ahead Don't push that river, let the river move you along Home in your heart and there's heart in your home Don't force nothing and something come around Light as a feather when you're homeward bound Light as a feather when you're home
ground No one says what means enough But you gotta keep moving somehow Push that river, let the river move you along There's home in your heart and there's heart in your home Don't force nothing and something come around Light as a feather when you're homeward bound Light as a feather when you're homeward bound 